Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination into the book of Daniel. We're in the ninth chapter of Daniel, particularly the end of the chapter. The last few episodes, we've been looking at some cross-references, particularly related to the 27th verse, but uh, chapters, I mean, verses 24 through 27, where uh, Jesus is given insight into Daniel. Okay? Jesus speaks of the abomination of desolation that is mentioned in those last verses of the ninth chapter of Daniel. So we've looked in uh, Matthew 24, Matthew 24 and 25, often called the Olivet Discourse. That sounds so official, doesn't it? It just means that Jesus was talking on the Mount of Olives. Okay? And then we saw in the previous episode, Luke 21, which gives an account of what Jesus said and what occurred. Now I want to go to Matthew 13. Now each one of the Gospels gives little nuance and gives some insight into some things. And that's because of the differences in the writers, uh, the differences in the audience to whom they were writing to, the differences of the purpose that they were writing. The bottom line with all the Gospels is they were bringing forth the Gospel, the good news that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. Now, chapter 13, Mark, begins with verse 1 and says this, As he, and that's Jesus, was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what wonderful stones and what a wonderful building. (laughs) You know, what wonderful buildings we have here. Now, remember what we saw in Matthew is that Jesus had just said, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. It had been a very intense encounter. Now they're coming out. And I think his disciples, this one guy, was trying to lighten the moment. Okay? Jesus wasn't having anything to do with it. Verse 2 says this, And Jesus said to him, Do you not see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. Well, that burst your little bubble to try to lighten things up. Now, verse 3 continues. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, (coughs) office at the temple. So what happened was they came out of the temple. They went to the Mount of Olives. You go down the Kidron Valley, you pop back up. And he's on the Mount of Olives, and he can see the temple of her. And he's crossed the valley from the temple. So while he's there opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew were questioning him privately. Remember when we went through Matthew, I told you that uh, we know that four of the disciples came. This is how we know. They're, they're given our names right here, Peter, James, John, and Andrew. And they asked a question. Verse 4, tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? So Matthew said, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? In other words, what is going to be happening here, Lord? Verse 5, Mark 13, Jesus began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be frightened. Those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will also be famines. These things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. But be on your guard, for they will deliver you to the courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. The gospel must first be preached to all the nations. Verse 11, 
when they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speaks, but it is the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation, where it should not be, and then parenthetically the writer again says, let the reader understand, Jesus continues, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one who is on the housetop must not go down or go in to get anything out of his house. And the one who is in the field must not turn back to get his coat. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that it may not happen in the winter. For those days will be a time of tribulation such as has not occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now and never will. Now let me just throw something in here. That and never will is really important. A lot of people think that this was fulfilled in 70 AD. Okay, That all the stuff that Jesus said was fulfilled in the first century, we don't need to learn about it. We don't need to give any heat to it or anything. Nothing can be further from the truth because there were horrific things that happened in 70 AD. There were horrific things that happened in the first part of the second century in Jerusalem. Okay, horrible things. But they were not worse than things that occurred later on. There's been far greater mass killings, for instance, that have occurred later on. This tribulation right here is going to be unlike anything that's happened from the beginning of creation, which God created. Notice Jesus says that God created everything. Nor never will. We saw in Matthew, it says that nothing else will ever be like this. So this tends to make me think that this is a time of tribulation unlike anything we have experienced yet. Now, verse 20. Unless the Lord has shortened those days, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, whom he chose, he shortened the days. Notice that Mark puts in there, he whom he chose, a whole idea of elect. Verse 21. And then, if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or behold, he is there, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show signs and wonders in order to lead astray, if possible, the elect. <clears throat> so Jesus is telling us <clears throat> that there's going to be people who say, oh, this is the Christ. This is the Christ. He says, don't believe it. They're false Christs. They're false prophets. They will show signs and wonders. And they will be so powerful that even the elect might be tempted to be led astray, if possible. It's not possible. Verse 23, Jesus says, but take heed. Behold, I have told you in advance. But in those days, after the tribulation, notice Jesus is saying, in those days, there's a time yet distance from his time. The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give us light. And the stars will be falling from heaven. And the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. We've, we've seen this before in Matthew. We saw it in Luke. Jesus is saying, the sign that you're asking for isn't going to be the sign that the world will be pointing to, that Christ is here, he's Christ there. And No, those are false prophets. Those are false Christ. The sign is going to be that the sun, moon, and stars go dark. Then, verse 26, they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Remember Matthew said that the sign of the Son of Man will be coming. 
that the Son of Man is the sign. Verse 27. And then he will send forth the angels and will gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest end of the earth to the farthest end of heaven. He's going to gather together those who have called out on the name of the Lord, those who have repented and confessed, those who believe that Jesus is Messiah. <laughs> he will call them forth. What you see here just totally decimates what so many people preach and teach. So many people preach and teach and believe that the church is going to be caught away, will be gathered together like this, and then this great tribulation will come. That is not true. That is not what the Lord Jesus Christ taught. He taught that this great tribulation is going to come and that it's going to be so bad that the days, the time of the great tribulation, it is time, and we know what that time is in Scripture, that it is time, but it's going to be cut short for the sake of the elect. How is it cut short? The elect are taken out. They're taken away, so they're no longer under that tribulation, though the time of the tribulation continues on for a brief period of time. The number of days, weeks, and months continues on. But those that are being tribulated will be taken away from there. And so, by definition, the great tribulation is the wrath of Satan against the Jews and Israel and the church. The day of the Lord, which the rapture of the church initiates, is the wrath of God being poured out upon Satan and unbelieving mankind. Well, we'll continue again. I'm Dale. I'll see you next episode. Goodbye.